0: How are you Raiders family, Spurkey here and welcome to another week, round 11 already against the Cows, um, my p- big uh, pre-match review, or my my uh, preview should I say, for tomorrow night's game. Uh, look, this game's pretty much similar to the round four clash, the only subtle differences are, are forward for the Cowboys by the name of uh, Jason Tamalolo and the return of Joseph Tarpani for us, the Cavalier. Coming back slowly, and there's some light at the end of the tunnel, but a couple of big ins either way, uh, and those two guys sort of headlined uh, my top ten for this week. But it's before I get into the top ten, it's really one of those messy games I, I sometimes don't like. Yes, we're at home, but it's just one of those ones that if we're not switched on mentally, we can get caught with our pants down and really badly. So we've really got to be on our metal. Uh, against the Cowboys side that are desperate. They're four and six, we're six and four. There's no way in the world that with this game they deserve to be five and six and us six and five. So you know there's definitely a, um, a, a, uh, uh, a division there of how much we have improved this year. But let's get into the top 10. Obviously the first one for the Cowboys is Malolo. One of the, if not close to the best forward in the world. Still a little bit slow coming back from injury, but he's going to have a huge impact tomorrow afternoon. Um, I wish it was a nighttime game. I don't think his impact would be as great at night, but certainly during the afternoon with a quicker field, um, it's, going to have a, it's going to have an effect on our game plan. Now, I'm expecting the Cowboys with Tal Malolo, he will play the first 20, be off for the next 40, and then come out all guns blazing the last 20 of the second half. So all we can do in that first 20 is just try and hold the damn wall. Uh, He's gonna be probably having two out of the six rucks aimed at him or maybe three out of the six as a decoy runner. So we've just gotta be on our metal for him expecting the ball every time. We can't be overcompensated by getting three or four guys to taking every time. We have to have a little bit of confidence in our defense and only, if possible, send two up to take him. The other guys have got to try and hang back because what they want to do is get a quick play the ball, win that ruck. Taumalolo invariably keeps players or, or our defenders on the ground, and then Glanville only has one, only has one market to do his work with. Uh, so we just got to be really, really careful about that impact and make sure we don't get sucked in with four defenders. Once again, we just got to hold the damn wall, have confidence in our guys going up that they can they can take him uh, and not get too sucked in and overcommit. Number two, I've gone for Morgan and Cooper again, probably similar to Townsville when they scored the try. Um, so usually the play that unfolds beforehand really critical. We get this and understand it. So what they will do if I'm running this one, the Cowboys running this way. Asiata on the right, about 25 metres out, will skip on a 45-degree angle and bring Cohen Hess underneath him inside, aiming straight towards our goalposts. From about 10 metres out, Morgan will be on the left, and nine times out of ten, he's going to go dummy and then hit Cooper with either a quick pass or try and beat the first tackle, and then Cooper's off his shoulder. That is usually their pet play they do four or five times a game when they're attacking the line. So we need to be aware of it. Asiata on the right, inside the Cohen has towards the goalposts, Morgan, quick play the ball, jink to beat the first defender or hit Cooper straight away on an angle run coming back towards the post. So that's their big play. Once again, Morgan is their main kicker. We really, really put the screws into him last time and pressured him for 80 minutes and his kicking game was woeful. It's the same again tomorrow, very, very simple, he's their main kicker. So we've got to get to him out of marker. Put him on the ground, let him know that we're around, and hound him all day. If we can win the battle of the kicking game, we're going to nearly go away. We're nearly going to um, go a long way to getting the two points. But we've got to put pressure on his kicking game. <coughs> Excuse me, Morgan has not been in great form this year, but he's only one half a game of really turning the game on its head. So we we can't give him the confidence. That it's going to be this game that he gets uh, that he gets his mojo back. So we've got to put heaps of pressure on him, take away his time management. Number three, I have gone for Granville. Solid hooker, service out of dummy half is a bit lax. He loves the ball, and what that allows solid defensive sides is gaining that half a second or a second when the ball's floating in the edge to the to um, the first receiver. Once again, out of dummy half, he can be a blitz. He can be a bit slow. He usually drifts a across field close to the line. He doesn't go on an angle like Hodgson Hodge does, but he goes across field looking for a runner. You'll notice against the Eels last week, he picked up Matt Scott with just a straight run. So Granville will also skirt the blind side a hell of a lot. He loves trying or testing blind side defences that may be lazy or are not set. So we need to be careful of our short side. 10, 15 metres in, so whether it's uh, Bailey and Jarrod, or whether, it's, um, uh, or whether it's Nick or Oldfield, we've got to be really careful of that short blind side that he's going to give it a crack. But other than that, we just got to once again, just get up and pressure him. He has got a few errors into his game, uh, and we've got to try and get some errors from him early. He's, a, he's, he's pretty much a confidence player, at Granville. Uh, so number four, I've gone for uh, Matt Scott and Jordan McLean. Once again, a big engine room. They'll probably play the first 20, 25, give or take, breather, and then they'll come on for probably the last 20, 15 minutes of the second half. They're big men, so they're going to take a lot of the, they're really going to try and go in behind our ruck and in behind our play the ball early to try and bring our edge defenders in. So we've got to match them with line speed, line speed, line speed. to get up in their face so they don't get over the advantage line. The downside with these two guys is their match fitness. Even 11 rounds in. They don't like a speedy game, so you'll probably find that Asiata or probably more Morgan will try and find touch as much as they can, walk to the scrum to give Scott and McLean a breather. So we've got to try and keep the ball infield as much as we can to tire these guys out. They're their engine room. Once again, I expect them in the first 15 minutes to go straight down the corridor. Taumalolo, Scott, McLean, Hess. I don't expect them to play our too much. They're going to try and win that middle third. To get that roll on. Number five, I've gone for Asiata. Now, usually he's their impact player off the bench. He's now playing 5'8, so they lose a fair bit of that uh, um, unorthodox play that he brings because he usually floats either side of the ruck and he usually hovers around the ruck with his footwork. But with him being on the right side, it takes away a lot of their impact. He's not an 80 minute player either. He's not conditioned to play 80 minutes. So we need to really try and work him over if we can in defense, um, or, sorry, when we've got the ball in attack, really make him do second or third efforts. He's a solid ball player. Once again, he'll try and um, skip through the defensive line with an offload. He's very good at second phase play as the other. So we've really got to be on our metal once again, communicate from the inside and out, and nullify his offloads but it's, I think it's a bonus that he's actually playing 5-8 because it does nullify their bench weapons a fair bit. So let's go to us. And for number six, I've gone energy. Now, once well, as I said at the start, it's one of those really messy games. So our first set of couple of sets of six have really got to be switched on. I think we've improved dramatically to our starts of the game this year, uh, and tomorrow's no exception. The first couple of sets, we've got to really roll forward and kick to the corners. Plenty of energy getting up and trying to hem them in. Jordan Carhu at the back is not a guy that breaks tackles. He's solid, but he won't cause as much carnage or damage if we can hem him into the quarter. Their wingers, uh, the likes of Felt uh, and uh, Gellum Osby, solid, but they won't cause a lot of headaches if we can get up and keep that straight line with a lot of energy. Uh, Number seven, I've gone for the one percenters and errors. Same as energy. These are attitude things. Chase from marker, communication, plenty of talk, kick chase, just those real little things are the one percenters, which is where we are deservedly in the top four because of those um, uh, non-negotiables, and they're the same again tomorrow. The Cowboys are sitting 13th because they haven't been doing them. We're sitting fourth because we have been doing them. So we've just got to make sure that we keep them going and we don't slack off for the entire 80 minutes. Number eight, I've gone the bench. I think our bench has been uh, ginormous this year. Um, You know, the likes of uh, Havili, Soliola, Horsberg, Tarpani. I'll come to shortly. We more than outweigh the Cowboys bench. Uh, Obviously Kurt Baptiste will come on and a little bit of spark around the ruck. I expect him to get at least half a game over Granville Um, and that's a worry for me because Kurt is a good hooker. He darts around, he's got solid defence but I think our bench can really outweigh their bench tomorrow and really give us a fantastic solid platform at that back end of each half. And that's where we're going to win the game, the last 10 minutes of the first half and the last 15, 20 minutes of the second half. Number nine I've gone for Nick Kotrick and uh, Nickel Klokstad. I would love to see these two young explosive players really gel together tomorrow night. I think they can cause enormous carnage if if it's either uh, Justin O'Neill or Tom Opacek, whoever they're marking, um, while they're solid, they're not they're not very good defensive centers at all. Opacek's probably the pick over O'Neill from a solid defensive type of center. But I think if we can have C.N.K. lurking behind, lurking behind uh, Elliot Whitehead on the inside, allow Nick like he did last week for that try just to get his nose through the line for an offload, I think that will cause some real alarm bells for. The Cowboys, once again I'd love to see Jack sweeping left side to right side to give these guys some opportunity. Maybe even as a as a, as a different play, hit CNK out the back behind Elliott and behind Nick um, as an option. Those sorts of things, we've got to mix up this right edge for the time being until we get the big guns back, they're big guns, don't get me wrong. But just to give some variety of that right edge, like we did last week. I think we've got to give Nick plenty of clean early ball tomorrow night where he can really use his strength and his footwork and his size. It's a dry track. While it helps the Cowboys, I think it helps us even more with some light footwork from Nick and CNK and and the like. So looking forward to this. I think we've got to use these guys a lot more tomorrow. And number 10, I've gone for Joe Tarpany. I just think. As I said, the cavalry's coming back here. A couple of more weeks' time, we'll have Jordan and Johnny Bateman back, and that's a world-class right edge. As I said in a post this week, you can't fit four into three, so whether Nick gives way and moves back to the left wing, that's up to Ricky, but it's a beautiful headache to have. Bateman into the forwards, tarponting on edge, Jordan's Jordan, so he'll take the wing. But having Joe back gives us a number of options. It gives us some really good edge material, it's a really good size on that edge to torment the likes of O'Neill and Opicek. Joe is a world-class player, really slow start to the year. But I think if we if he can get through this game, get a little bit of confidence back, he can really surge us for the next couple of months into the top four and the top two. Uh, but having him back is a bonus. If he doesn't float around the edge, he's a fantastic middleman to have as well. My thinking with Joe tomorrow is that looking at the size of the Cowboys pack, My feeling is that Ricky will wait for Scott and McLean to come off after 20 minutes and then put Tarpenny into the middle third, using his footwork to terrorize some of the other bigger types of Cowboys forwards. I can really see Joe doing a lot of damage in that middle third tomorrow. Leave the edges untouched, I think they're performing okay. But I'd love to see Joe in that middle third, particularly when Tal Malolo goes off as well. I can see with Joseph's size, doing some damage with an offload and his footwork. So guys, that's it for me today. Um, Hope you've enjoyed that preview of tomorrow's match. There are some of the things I think will happen. would love to hear your comments back on my Facebook page, as always, hook me up on Twitter. YouTube channel's going really well at Berkey's Top 10. Podcasts are flowing, so your favourite Apple, um, Spotify, Google player on the podcast. Guys, as always, this is Berkey, bleed green, out.